Project Taryag Day 89, Mr. Tov Kuf Ayin Aleph, and that is Shalayla Hakriv, Esnan Zayna Umachikalev, not to bring as a carbon something which was given to a Zayna as payment, or something which was given as a price to buy a dog. There's a first in the Pasuk that says, The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, a carbon comes to retire a person's mind. To perfect his actions with what it, with what it and by bringing the carbon, and therefore something which comes as a result of an avera, a tumah, such as a maaser's nus. If the carbon it was given for that avera, then that's going to affect what a person thinks about at the time the carbon is being brought, and therefore the machshava will invalidate the carbon. And similarly, when it comes to mechir kelev, the price of a dog, the same thing. That the carbon is a way for a person to bring kapara. It was shechted, it was offered in the mizbech, and as the Ramban writes, therefore the person bringing the carbon should really see that that's a fate that he's deserving of himself, and Hashem and his chesed instead made him bring an animal, so to speak, to replace him, and he isn't being punished. And the result will be, it'll soften a person's, so to speak, Resolve to do the wrong thing, it will bring him to Chuva and the commitment not to diverse in the future. And the opposite of that mid is the mid of Azus, of brazenness. And as we know, dogs, the Apostle says, are Azay Nefesh. By nature, they have this mid of Azus. And therefore, if a person bought the carbon that he's sacrificing with the price of a dog, his, ma- his mind might be thinking about the dog. And if that's the case, the nature of the dog will apply to him also and will prevent him, so to speak, being willing to accept Trevor. And the Chinuch finishes this reason by saying, Even though these might be overly childish to explain the reason for a mitzvah, nevertheless a person can be misoyer from them, and that's why the Chinuch is happy to bring this reason down. As far as Barachas, what's called an Esnan, something a person gives to a lady, as her payment for my sickness, whether she's a Jew or non-Jew or Kufa, or whether she's an erva, which means a forbidden relative, or just a lav. And same thing if one would be offering a man an Esnan would be in this category of Isra as well. However, an Esnan a person will give to his wife, even if it's at a time when she's also there, wouldn't be included in this category. Whatever, regardless of what a person promised to give in exchange for the service, whatever was given is, co- is considered part of the Isra of en- Esnan. However, it only applies to something which can be brought on the Mizbech. If something was given which was exchanged for a carbon, then it wouldn't apply. Certainly when it comes to the price we're given for a dog, even if a person gave a number of sheep for one dog, they would all be called Bechir and they would all be awesome. The Isra brings such a carbon price both to men and to women, obviously only at a time when it's a bit of English, and it's possible to bring carbonus. Even though the carbon is not accepted, it's a puzzle, the person we bring it to be Chayv Malkus as well. According to the Rambam, both of these are one mitzvah because they brought together with one lav. The Ramban's opinion, as you've seen a number of times, is that even if the Torah only says, the Isser or the Lav once, but since it refers to two separate circumstances, each one will be considered 
lav on its own. Mitzvah kuf ayin base, and that is shalayitim halayv ribis Yisrael. Borrower is not allowed to give interest to a Jew. There's also iser we saw previously for the lender to charge ribis, but the iser applies to the borrower also not to give the ribis. And we learn from the process is that Tashikh Lachicha Neshech Kesef Neshech Oichel Neshech Kodavashi Yishach. Which means don't give ribis, which is called Neshech in the sense in this Pasuk, because ribis bites in the way that it, it, it adds more and more and more to the debt, so to speak, more than was originally given. And it's also to provide that extra to give the lender. Without this possible one would think it's only Isra on the Malva who's gaining from the Rebus. And here the Torah is telling us that it's Isra on the Loiva as well. The Chinuch already explained previously why the Isra of Rebus was given, why it's against the nature of Chesed, which the Jewish people are meant to possess. And uh, also the way the Isra would apply, both on the Doraita level, was called Rebus Ketutza, or on the Rabbana level, which is called Avak Rebus. Mitzvah Tov Kuf Ayin Gimel. And that is, it says, the halvus nochri beribis, which means that the pasuk said this nochri tigos, which means a person may charge interest from a non-Jew, and the Rambam understands it to be a mitzvah. And that is when a person lends the money to charge ribis as well. And uh, similarly, a person is allowed to borrow from him with ribis. The issue of ribis only applies to a Jew in both directions. The reason for the ritz says the chinuch, it's not proper for us to be gomel chesed except to Klai Yisrael, who are also like us servants of Hashem. And therefore, when one makes a distinction and does an extra level of chesed that they're going to apply to Jews, as opposed to other people, that categorizes as a chesed to Jews, and it's deserved because they, like us, are Avdim of Hashem. If one has the option to lend money to a Jew without interest or to a non-Jew with revist, the Jew without interest takes precedence as part of the chesed. Similarly, if a person would lend the non-Jew money with interest and then he would convert, he would still be mechayv to pay back the interest which he undertook to pay when he was still not Jewish. If a non-Jew borrows money from a Jew, which he has to pay ribus for, which is allowed, and then another Jew approaches a non-Jew and asks to borrow the same money and pay the ribus in his stead, the non-Jew would be allowed to lend the money to the second Jew who would pay him the ribus, which he would then give to the first Jewish lender. However, if the non-Jew would take the second Jew to the first and Ke'ilu transfer the loan that he had borrowed to the second Jew who would now be responsible to the Jewish lender, then it would be awesome. Even though the writer says, Mutter Chazal put a ban on how much ribus the person is allowed to charge the non-Jew. It's the only person can take a Daychayah, which means enough to live on. Not more than that. And the reason the Chinuch gives for that is because if a person would have a thriving business of lending money to non-Jews, he would find himself too often and too frequently in their company, and being in the company of non-Jews would have a negative effect spiritually on him. And then he applies to Ribus Ksutza, which means Ribus, which is stipulated at the outset, how much is going to be paid extra. However, Avak Ribus, which means something which is given as a benefit in gratitude for the loan, is much to take. And similarly, Tamil Chachem, somebody who's immersed in Torah and therefore we're not worried he's going to learn from or fraternize with non-Jews 
Rabbi Lili Manitzi would be allowed to lend money to non-Jews with rubies. This din applies in every place in town, both men and the ladies. And according to the Rambam, if a person would be over in this and lend money to a non-Jew as a kindness without charging him anything for it, and not, not as a certain kind of business, business relationship where you expect a favor to be returned one day, which would be more because it's Dark Shalom, which means a way to maintain good ties with non-Jewish neighbors. If one doesn't have one of these reasons, then by lending money without rebus would be a battle this mitzvah say. However, the Ramban disagrees. And he says it's not a mitzvah. The Torah is not saying one has to lend money to non-Jewish rebus. The Torah is giving an allowance to do that. The Ramban says if there would be a mitzvah say intended by the Pasuk, it's meant to be that when one learns from the context, and that is, the dinner of giving rebus can only be to a non-Jew and not to a Jew. And even though the Chinuch understands the Ramban's position better, but as he said, the stated goal was to explain the meaning of the mitzvah of the Rambam, and therefore he counts as a mitzvah as the Rambam does. Mitzvah, Tov, Kuf, Ayin, Dalid, and that is not to delay paying back a nether more than three regalim. The Pasuk says, When a person makes a vow to Hashem and talking about bringing some kind of a carbon, later after the Shem, a person shouldn't delay paying it back. The Gemara learns that the time limit that a person to pay it back is three regalim. And there are a number of opinions how to count the three regalim. If it's any three regalim, in order they come, or it has to start with Pesach until in that order, which is how we pass it. Mitzvah Tav Kuf Ayin Hei And that is a mitzvah to say The Kayim Moetzis Fasel Commission The person has to keep what he promises to do The Pasuk says Moetzis Fasel Fatishmar Vasisak Asher Adarta The person has to guard what he says And Mekayim fulfill what he says Why he said it The person has to keep to his word Similar to the Isra Or to the mitzvah we saw by the Darim And that is It says Gukhala Yetzi Pivyasi Whatever person says with his mouth he should keep that mitzvah applies here too and that is the person has to instructed to makayim everything he commits himself to do the Ramban disagrees with the Rambam on this point and the Ramban says that there's two separate concepts the one is a commitment to Hashem with whatever kind of carbon it's meant to be and that's what the Gemara learns from everywhere in the Pasuk of Moetis Kasef of Tishmar, Vasisa, Nashem, Lekecha, Nidavak, Hashem, Nadarit, Beticha, a different kind of carbon, where it's referring to the carbonus of the Mizbech, or carbonus of Erechabais, like an Erech, or a Cherem, or even money to give to Tzedakah. In all of these cases, the mitzvah here is to fulfill one's obligations that he made to Hashem. And that's why we hear the Pasuk says if a person doesn't make such a vow, doesn't obligate himself, he's not doing anything wrong. You might have thought that there would be a chiyuv, so to speak, to obligate himself to Hashem, it tells us there isn't. And then there's a second category, which is uh, if a person obligates himself to do something, nothing to do with Hashem, he says, I'll eat something, or I'll go somewhere, or I'll give something to somebody, whatever it's going to be, which is called the Shvua Spitui, which means a person commits himself by his speech, by what he says, and on that there's a mitzvah of the Pasha and Pasha Sadarim, of Gukhala Yetz and Pivyasa, the two separate concepts. The further difference between the two concepts is when a person is dedicating something to Hashem or to the best of Mikdash, he doesn't have to use the language of a nether. The fact that he says this is a carbon or this is hektash or whatever it's going to be is enough to commit him to bring it to the best of Mikdash or the hektash. 
or if a person says this is tzedakah, that's enough to obligate him to give it to tzedakah. And that itself brings the mitzvah to Mekayim, what he says. And over here is a time limit of three regalim that he has to Mekayim, what he says, always over on the second Isra of delaying, fulfilling his commitments. But when it comes to a neder, or something which is voluntary, the person says, I'll do something, I won't do something, then it needs the language of a neder, or something like that, or shvur, to say, to make the mechaev, just saying something is not enough, to say, I'll eat something isn't enough to mechaev him. He has to say a shvur, or if I want something, he has to make a neder that he won't eat, or whatever the, the, the correct language is going to be, to make it something which is obligatory. Now, besides with that, even the Ramban agrees that it's right for anybody who has that to understand that he has to fulfill what he says he's going to do. And even if he's not over the lab, but there's still understanding a person will keep his word. And therefore, according to the Ramban, there will be two separate mitzvahs. One, for a person to keep his word regarding shvus and darim. And a second, for a person to keep his word regarding what he promises to Hashem. Even though Manitit Tzedakah is in the category of an obligation to Hashem because it's a mitzvah, here the Gemara says there isn't the option of three regarding to pay back the debt because the Aniyam are present and they need the money. And therefore a person has to make his obligations and pay what he promised Tzedakah immediately. However, regarding the love of Baal Ta'akhir, there's an argument when a person is over Baal Ta'akhir on Tzedakah. If the Isra Baltaakhir is also immediately, or the Isra Baltaakhir is after three regalim, like for all the other karbanas. And the reason for the question is because among the list of things which the Gemara brings that a person has three regalim to give is Lakit Shekhopel, which means the parts of the field which are given to the poor. So that would seem to indicate that one's gifts to the poor also have a time span of three regalim. However, the other Rishonim hold that. Lekit Shekhopel is something the Torah is behind him to give, and therefore the Torah gives him time to distribute. However, something a person is behind himself to give, a stalker, he has to give right away. This mitzvah applies in every place and every time, both the men and the ladies. And if a person is over on this and doesn't fulfill his words, that's Megayat Korbanus, so he doesn't bring the Bersa Mudash or the time limit that he has. So he's invited the Mitzvah say. And if it takes three Rogalim, and he has a brother Korban, and he's over the Israelite say as well. When it comes to a commitment to Tzedakah, if a person makes a commitment to Tzedakah and doesn't pay the Chinuch says the same day, and he's already over the Mrs. Haseh, because there's a, a Neem who, need, who are available, they need to take the money. And when, when he's over the Isra of Baal Ta'akh, it will depend on the argument we brought before, if it's right away after three regalim. And when it comes to a person who obligates himself to do something with a neder, even if it's not regarding a mitzvah, like we saw in the Pasuk of Chariyas and Piviyaser, then if he delays them until he no, can no longer fulfill them, then he's been over on this Isr of Vayachal Dvare, don't make your word Chulin, transgress your own word. And besides for that, he'll be over the lab, or not, not have been Mekayim Naseh of Chariyas and Piviyaser. So, for example, if a person made an error to eat a piece of bread and he waited so long that it's no longer edible, that would be a case where this Israel applies. Mitzvah Tov Kuf Ayin Bav, that is the letter Sakhir, a paid worker, eat from the wherever it is he's busy working on. 
The Pasuk says, Kitabi Bakerem Re'echa, if you go to work in your friend's vineyard, you're allowed to eat from the grapes, enough to satisfy yourself. And this Chazal learns that if you hide to work for somebody and you're working by harvesting his grapes for him, then you're allowed to, he's the, the worker is allowed to eat while he's working. The conditions the Chazal give to it is the person can only eat from things attached to the ground when they're really fully ripened, not before that, and only when that's the work he's involved in. The reason for the mitzvah is to train Klai Yisrael to have a spirit of generosity, and as always, that's what's going to be the reason that Hashem's brach will rest on them. And for the owner to insist that the worker doesn't eat from what he's working on while he's working with it, which a person can appreciate his crops and see what Hashem has blessed him with, and at the same time he's too stingy to share it with people, with others. So that shows a certain lack of midas, which is the reason for Hashem not to give a bracha in the future. And like the Chinuch said many times, that uh, in the area the curse afflicts those who have bad midas, and the bracha comes to those who have good midas. Me'ikir adin. When a person is working with produces which have already been picked, he can only eat while he's working, not after that. And if a person is working, picking or harvesting from the ground, he can eat after he's filled the basket with the crops that he's picking. However, the Chum said that, it, so that the worker shouldn't waste time from his work busy eating, so he's allowed to eat when he's walk, working, walking from one place to another place, which means in between different rows of trees or different areas of the field, so even though he's not actively working then, but if he would eat at that time, it would save him time, waste the time from working time when he would otherwise stop to eat. This mitzvah only applies to things which grow from the ground. If a person is milking the cows or making cheese or anything else, as a worker, he's not allowed to eat from the food he's working with, unless it would be crops which grow from the ground. Similarly, if a person would be weeding the ground or removing the small onions, for example, between the bigger ones to give them more space to grow. So since it's not yet by the Gemara they haven't fully formed it, they're still small, he also will be asked for the worker to eat at that stage. The crops which are already at the stage that have need to have maizus taken, which means they're already in the granary, or in the stage where the person is kneading dough and they really need to have khala taken from it, so there also work wouldn't be allowed to eat anymore. And the guard of the field is not actually actively working, he's just guarding, also he's not allowed to eat. The Rabban Malad, the watchman to eat, is called Hilfus Medina, because even though the guard isn't actively working on the produce, and therefore Midaraisa, he doesn't wish to eat, nevertheless, as common custom, Rabban Malad him to eat also. The worker can only work on the type of crop that he's working on. So if he's working on grapes, for example, he can't eat figs. And so he can only eat enough to satisfy himself and not more than that. It says, enough to satisfy you. And he can't store to eat later or cook for other people. And this method applies in all times and places, both to men and to ladies. And therefore for the landlord or the, the employer who's over in this and doesn't allow his worker to eat, says, we this method to say. The mitzvah tough kuf ayin zayin. That's the loyta says she leyikach hapoel biyad yes lechidasi. The poel is not allowed to take more than he needs to eat. The pasuk says ve'el kol yechalotitin. You're not allowed to put it into your clothing or into your utensils to take for later. And if a person is over in this, whether it's a man or a lady, in any place of time, and he takes more 
from what he's working on, he needs to eat himself right now. He's over in this lab. But he doesn't get Malchus because it's a lab of Gezel, which means he has to pay back what he took and wasn't allowed to take. And whenever the halach is, the person has to pay back what they took, then there's no iser to Mechaev Malchus. And the reason why the Torah has to specify this, and it's not just generally included in the broader prohibition of don't steal, is because we would have thought that the Pearl might have thought to himself that there's no issue for him to take while he's working, um, even if it's not to eat right now, because the nature of most people is that they aren't makbid when they have so much on a little bit that somebody would take, especially if it's a worker. And therefore, Hashem warns him that, there's, that there isn't a hatchet to take more than he needs to eat himself, and therefore this will also be included in the Isra. And the Chinuch brings it from a different angle, and that is that Hashem's kindness to us to advise us that there's an Isra here, and therefore some people won't be nifshal the Isra without realizing it. And he brings the Mishnah, You get a more opportunity to do mitzvahs, which means besides for the regular mitzvah involved, you'll be doing a second mitzvah as well. And lastly, Mitzvah Tafka Fayin Ches, and that is that the worker is not allowed to eat while he's working, even though he's allowed to eat other products he's working on. And he said before that Chazal said that's while he's walking from one place to another place, that, or while he's actually working, the Pasuk says, which means even while he's busy harvesting his friend's crop, he can't stop to eat at the same time he's working. And this applies only when he would be working on something which is still attached to the ground, as we saw previously. If he's working on something which has already been detached from the ground, then he can eat while he's working. And this mitzvah also applies in only place in time, both the men and the ladies. And even if a person would do this, he wouldn't be high of Malchus, because here also it's a love which can be, the money can be repaid, and therefore there's no second here of Malchus.